Turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, and it's a short verse. I'm going to read verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, Rejoice. And I titled this message this morning, Rejoice in Being Redeemed. I'm going to read one more verse to you. I'm going to read part of it actually. Psalms chapter 9 verse 14 says, I will rejoice in thy salvation. In order to understand what rejoicing and being redeemed means, we need to understand what those words mean. Rejoice means to experience joy and gladness in a high degree. Redeem means to de- delivered from bondage, distress, penalty, liability, or from the possession of another. So how many of you remember when you were saved? I know most of you can probably... You know, I've noticed that a lot of people seem to remember a lot of details about that time and about that event, even though it may be 30, 40, 50 years ago. People really remember that time. Um, I remember when I was saved, but I'm never good with remembering uh, how old I was or how old other people were around me. So it's always hard for me to remember exact dates or anything like that unless I write them down. But I remember the event. I remember how I felt afterwards. I remember the days after that how I felt. The difference that occurred in me. So I begin to think about this and you know, I would probably say that when I received salvation, I was rejoicing. And I I realized that I remember that event, as most of you do, because it was significant to me. Because it was something special. It wasn't just an everyday casual event. It was a, there was a reason to rejoice. And that's why I can remember it. So, as I was preparing for this message, I began to think about this and you know there is a reason to rejoice we we spend a lot of time living our lives in kind of a i'm trying to think of some some good words to use here we we spend a lot of our time in our life living in a just so so manner We just get by. But we have a reason to rejoice. We have a reason to live our life in a manner that is the definition of that word. Let me just read it to you again. I want you to really get this in your spirit this morning. It says to experience joy and gladness in a high degree. A high degree. 
We have a reason to live our lives experiencing joy and gladness in a high degree. You know, our natural self wants to just exist. A lot of us, I don't know, I I know some people that are just joyful all the time for no reason. I don't understand them myself, but they kind of get on my nerves a little bit. But especially in the mornings. But my natural state is not to be joyful. But I have a reason to rejoice. Now, y'all understand what I'm telling you this morning. When when I think back to how I felt when I received salvation, when I was redeemed, there was, there was joy that come in. There was joy that flooded my soul. Why don't I have that now? Why is it that it's such a chore to be joyful? Because I, I'm not dwelling on that. I'm not trying to consciously remember every day that I am redeemed. Because I don't remember where I came from. I don't consciously bring it to my mind every day of how it was before I was redeemed. You know, that's, that's human tendency to... You get some sort of blessing and you kind of get comfortable in that. You, re- you go through these highs and lows and you get to a point where you kind of just level off. Now you may get another little high and you level off again. That's how we just naturally live our lives. But what I want you all to understand today is that we need to be rejoicing. So why was it so easy to rejoice then? I just, you know, I, I just told you that it's because it was there was a, a an event that happened that does not normally happen. It was something we weren't used to. But what I want y'all to do is ask yourself a couple questions. Do does that redemption you received then still exist? Are are you any less saved today than you were then? What is the reason why you can't shake a little dust off and and rejoice a little bit? Why is it that we feel this need to just be ho-hum in our life? Why do we feel like we have to walk around and not stand out because we're joyful? Now, I'm preaching to myself, guys. I'm... This this is this is me all the way, I'm telling you. You know, I, I've heard somebody tell me a while back that it requires more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile. And I've never understood that because I get tired of smiling. It's it's an effort. Now I think they I don't know if I was wired up wrong or what, but it seems like it requires more effort for me to smile. My natural tendency is just to not really frown, but just to have a a flat expression on my face that doesn't appear joyful. But as I begin to think about my salvation, you know, I, I, I begin to 
go back and examine what it is God has done in my life. I can't help but have a smile come to my face because I know what He's done for me. I know what He has done in my life and in my family's life. I know where He brought me from. You know, I look at that that Psalms chapter 40. Uh, and I, can't, I can't quote it word for word, but it says that He pulled me out of the mud and the mire, out of a horrible pit. And that's where we all were before we were saved. You know, I think about being in a pit and it just seems like there's there's no hope. Usually when I think about that Scripture, I think about being in quicksand or something. You know, I've, I've watched on TV, somebody will get in this stuff and they'll struggle and fight and they just keep going deeper and deeper. And there's no hope. You reach and grab something and stuff just pulling in with you. And then I think about how Jesus grabbed me. Pulled me out of that pit. But, you know, that Scripture goes on to say that He set me on a rock. And He didn't just set me there and leave me and walk off. It says He established my goings. He he provided the means by with which I can go on with my life. As I was reading the Word last night, the Scripture came to mind that says, that His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the Holy Spirit gave me a little bit of insight into that. Not only is the Word a lamp unto your feet, you can see immediately what's around you. Now this is all in terms of your spiritual nature. It doesn't only reveal things about you, but it's a light unto your path. You can hold, you can see where you're going. You can see when the bends and curves start coming up in the path. You can see what's the danger that's ahead when you apply the word to your life. Now, all of these things that I'm telling you about should give you reason to rejoice. When you begin to remember what God has done for you, there ought to be some joy come up in your heart. There ought to be something in you that says, I don't care how I feel. My natural man wants to just sit down and have a frown on his face. But there's something that has got to overcome that natural man. There's a point at which you've got to say, I don't care how I feel right now. I'm going to praise God because He's worthy of praise. There's no other reason. You don't have to feel like you're ready to worship. You don't have to get yourself to a point where it just feels like the right thing to do. You can praise God. You can rejoice just because He is worthy of praise. I'm going to promise you something. When when you get to the point where you can praise God no matter what, because He's worthy of praise, you begin to praise Him, you'll feel like praising Him. You'll get to a point where you've put your... Foot on the neck of the natural man enough that he'll submit. When the spirit man is fed enough, he will rise up and there will be a change in your heart. There's been times I don't feel like coming over here and spending time with God. It was nasty last night. It was raining. You know, I had to carry all my stuff over here. 
standing in the rain trying to unlock the four different locks or whatever we got on the door, <laughs> getting wet the whole time. And you know, the natural man would say, just go back to the house. You know, you can do this over there. And I can, but it ain't nearly as easy. I don't, I don't get to spend the same time with God over there that I get to spend over here. So that, that natural man keeps fighting, but the spirit man says, no, we need to be in the presence of God. We need to get over here and spend a little time. And the whole point behind that is to remember what God has done. When I begin to focus on what God has done in my life, I begin to rejoice. I begin to remember the reason of why I can rejoice. It's because I'm redeemed. It's because I don't belong to that person I used to belong to. Myself and Satan. I no longer owe anything. I'm bought with a price. I've been redeemed. I'm free. We need to refresh our minds in the area of our salvation. You know, it's easy to go on and live our life as Christians and forget why we were saved. Let me tell you all something today. We were saved because God loved us. But we were also saved because He had work for us to do. He didn't just bring us in because He wanted us to be around. He wanted us to come in to to bring others in too. You begin to remember the reason for your salvation. Let's look at Philippians 4 and 6. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Underline this in your Bible. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I'm going to tell you, when you begin to pray, and you begin to thank God for that salvation. How many many of y'all... The last few times you've prayed, thank God for his for that salvation. How many of you have remembered to thank God before you go to him and ask him for something? It, that word right there tells us to do it with thanksgiving. The scripture I read you this morning says to enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. It is so easy for us to become unthankful. We need to make a conscious effort to give thanks to God. I'm going to read y'all a couple more passages of Scripture here. Turn over to Revelations. Chapter 5. Revelations chapter 5, verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. That word says they sang a new song. That is the song of the redeemed. You'll examine Revelations. You'll find that 
Nobody else can sing that song. It's the song of the redeemed. It says it's a new song. It's a song that angels haven't sang before. That song hasn't been sung in heaven before because it's the song of the redeemed. Let me tell you something. In order to sing that song, you have to have experienced redemption. You have to, have y'all ever heard somebody read something to you that really didn't understand what they was reading and it just seemed kind of flat? But you get somebody that reads it, that understands what, what that word, like maybe it may have been a poem or, or something, they understand the meaning of it and they begin to read it with feeling. It sounds totally different. That's what that's talking about. It's, it's talking about a song that's going to be sung that it didn't matter if somebody sung it before because they weren't redeemed. Angels were not redeemed. They, don't, they, they look upon us jealously, I'm going to tell you right now, because they know we were created and there was a price paid for us. We were redeemed. We were brought out of a place and put somewhere else that we don't belong. Angels were created to serve God. We were given a choice. That talks about the great love that God has for us. I can't wait to sing that song. But I want y'all to remember today, I want y'all to, as you pray, as you spend your time with God, I want you to focus on that redemption I want you to remember what it was like when you got saved. I want you to remember the thankfulness that was in your heart. I want you to rejoice because you are not in the mud and the mire anymore. You're not in that horrible pit anymore. You're not worried about the fire that comes after death because you're redeemed. There's a reason to rejoice this morning. There's a reason to give God praise. There's a reason to be thankful in your heart when you go to Him in prayer. You know, I don't really know how else to end this this morning. But I want y'all to... I hope this has brought some things back to your remembrance that you may not have thought about in a while. You know, there's days that go by that sometimes I don't even think about the fact that I am saved. You know, I live my life as a Christian, but I don't think about what it could have been like. I don't, I don't put that in, in the front of my mind. I just go on with my life. We really need to do that. That, that scripture I read says to, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request be known to God. You know, there's nothing better than when my kids come to me and tell me thank you. There's there's a feeling that I get when they tell me thank you for something that it doesn't match any of those other things. Especially when they do it on their own. When, When I'm not even expecting it and they come up and say thank you. 
Our Father's the same way. Our Father in heaven, He's the same way. When when we come to Him and we truly have thankfulness in our heart and we say, God, thank You for saving me. Thank You for bringing me from where I was. I tell you, there's a, there's a feeling in your heart that comes up. And if y'all don't understand it, y'all need to get thankful. You need to understand what it means to rejoice because you're redeemed. You need to understand what it means that, that you don't have to worry about where you're going. You don't have to worry about there being any fire where you're going or any discomfort because God has redeemed you. He, he brought you into His glorious light. His marvelous light. He gave you an inheritance. Y'all stand with me. Father, we just thank You this morning for this Word. Oh, Lord, just let it sink deep into our hearts and our minds. Let us meditate upon it this coming week, Lord. Let us just... Be covered up, Lord, with thankfulness for that redemption that You gave us. Lord, it was such a mighty work that You'd made. It amazes me even to this day how You're able to move in our lives. We thank You, Lord. We praise You. Lord, go with us today. Lord, above all things, help us to focus on You this day. This is, this is Your day, Lord. The Word tells us that You sanctified this day. That means it's set apart for Your use. Lord, help us to remember that. Keep us safe and protect us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.